guys, if you guys are listening to this, you know, find something, educate yourself, go build something cool. And you know what, just try and meet people like yourself. Cause at the end of the day, after a few years, who knows where we're going to be. Right. And the people that are building now are the ones that are going to be building the tools for tomorrow. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Creators of Web3. Today, I have the honor of bringing my very good friend, Fab, on here in this pod to talk about his latest major success. He's a founder of a project called Cordriga. Oh, no. No. Cordriga. That's a No, no, no. You're not the founder of that one. That one we don't want to talk about. <laughs> that, that one is a uh, different project. Uh, uh, yes. Uh, known for different reasons. Known for different reasons. Like, yeah. <laughs> so you guys Google that one. But anyways, that's not the point. Um, so you've just finished uh, closing a round of $7.5 million. Major, major, major congratulations. How do you feel? Thank you. Yeah. I mean, uh, as you uh, probably know, you know, big, big self relief. I think uh, raising in one of the biggest market downturn and, and scandals in the space uh, is, is no easy task. But uh, at the same time, uh, I think what's been very interesting is, is, I mean, what's been very valuable is to be able to count on investors that are here during the worst time. And when they're here during the worst time, you know that obviously there's nothing that, that they are strong believers and they believe in you and they believe in the journey and the mission. Uh, so to be able to count on those people, it's it's invaluable. By the way, sorry, so, f- sorry to interrupt. A disclaimer: uh, I'm an investor in your company as well, so I just want to put it out there that we're not biased. But as a disclaimer, anyways, before you anyone calls me out, I want to make sure that it's out there. <laughs> absolutely, and a disclaimer: we're very happy to have Will uh, and you know uh, Will expertise and Will you know uh, as a person you know journey with us. That's really the type of uh, partners that we are sending out to tackle these uh, very very important problems that you know. Uh, I'm sure uh, some of your audience have experience and can understand to an extent. So totally. We, we can, yeah. Now let's before. Okay. So we congratulated you on this huge success, $7.5 million seed round raising. And uh, now I know a lot of people would want to know more about what you do and what is this whole project. Everyone really talks about, Hey, you know what? NFTs, NFTs, uh, you know, monkey pictures, JPEG, uh, scandal, scams, money laundry, all these negative connotation and that it's not here to last. But what you guys are doing is something that is changing the world in the most impactful way that I could think of. And it's truly real life utility. And it's something that I'm like, you know what? I, I, I cannot explain it. So please explain how, what is um, the company, what it does and yeah. Yeah. And first of all, let me start by saying that, you know, NFTs, I'm a strong believer in myself in NFT. I'm a strong believer in the metaverse. Uh, you know, as as crazy as it sounds, you know, like owning NFTs is just the fun part of blockchain and a real use cases. You know, it's just entertainment and uh, collectibles and uh, ownership and having community like the Rails community. Those things are just, I mean, so valuable that it cannot be uh, underestimated. Uh, now, you know, how basically help this uh, ecosystem is we're trying to make it safer in a sense. So what we do at Quadrata is that we are creating a technology that essentially allows, uh, you know, uh, bringing uh, some sort of identity, digital identity, uh, compliance and reputations to web free applications. So today, when you are interacting with, you know, any decentralized applications, 
you only need something called an Ethereum wallet, right? You have connected your MetaMask wallet and you have, you know, minting, purchasing NFT, uh, borrowing money on, on a lending platform. And that's great. It's kind of like your identifier, replace your login password. Uh, but uh, what has kind of, you know, uh, been missing uh, from this type of interaction is that as a, as a uh, product, you have absolutely no information about the consumer. And because you have absolutely no information about the consumer, you have to build your product assuming the worst of everyone and they are treated equally. Whereas like technically somebody who has, let's say a good reputation or somebody who has, you know, better compliance checks of on-chain proof or off-chain proof of being able to be reputable should have different profile and be treated differently by products. Uh, whereas like, you know, again, uh, people who are misbehaving or people who are malicious uh, should probably not be able to interact as freely as the one that has behaved correctly. So all those things are kind of the type of informations that uh, the type of, sorry, actions that are happening today on chain because data is missing. And our goal really is, is not necessarily to target one specific thing, but we are strong believers in blockchain. We are strong believers in web free, but we also understand that it's new. So it's at a stage where today it's proving to become something, but in order to reach really the next stage, which is you no know, mass adoptions, replacing and becoming the new way of the web-free economy, displacing financial services, you need, you are gonna need some sort of identity, some sort of reputation, some sort of trustable compliance check that every application can use. So, in essence, is this a good demonstration of a soul-bound NFT? It's uh, uh, precisely a soundbound NFT. And I think, you know, uh, I am beating myself up from not coming up with the terms before even, because uh, <laughs> we, uh, it was exactly that, right? It's a non-transfer NFT that is attached to your wallet that essentially is not something that you buy and sell, transfer, or move around. It's something that's attached to your wallet and is your identity by essence. It's kind of like sold on it to your wallet and sold on it to you. Um, but yeah, it's exactly that. Uh, now you have attached that to your wallet and it Again, your wallet is your main identifier in the metaverse space. You can basically leverage this NFT uh, to hold information about you. Again, in a privacy-preserving way, because we understand how pseudonymity is very important in the web free space because everything is transparent. Uh, but you can still have access to information that you know tells information about yourself uh, and could be used by metaverse applications. That's very, very interesting because sometimes I, I can't really wrap my head around how is that private? Like in, in essence, you're basically putting a score on my head and saying that you are a score three, therefore you're going to get um, plus five in terms of your percentages that you need to pay, right. right? So how is that fair? And can't I just go and create a new wallet like or a new identity in a sense? Like how do you guys go about dealing with all these issues? That is a very, very good question. And, and that's exactly the essence of what Quarata and the strength of Quarata. Uh, you're right in a sense that what we are posting and, and adding to the passport itself is a score or like verifiable information that cannot be used to uniquely identify yourself, right? If suddenly I put, you know, Wilson Lee or I put your addresses, physical addresses, then suddenly well, it's great to have a lot of information about you, but I also literally know who you are. And that's probably something that just wouldn't fly in the web free space. 
on the other hand, what we are doing is basically allowing uh, to, uh, to attest information directly into your passport in a trusted way so that you, you can trust the information there. And how do we prevent basically people from just rebooting the identity, right? If they don't like their reputations or they don't like the compliance, we have something, we have a civil resistant technology, which means that uh, there's a fear that we call DID. You, you probably have heard about it. It's a decentralized identifier. Um, it essentially is the information that is linking you as a real individuals to a wallet. So if you're trying to create five different wallets, you would be linked to the same DID. So as an application, I have a way to kind of detect that those two wallets belong to the same person. And in our technology today, anything that relates to reputation, anything that relates to compliance uh, are attached to the DID itself. So it has basically the properties of you. If you try to create a new wallet, you will still basically inherit from the reputation and compliance. But also it has a second effect that it will desensitize you from selling your wallet to someone else. You know, we've seen that a lot in the other deeds land sell. People were selling KYC, there's a secondary market so that you can buy the drop uh, because there's no consequences. In all passports, if you're selling your passports and they do something bad with it, you, your DID would be affected by it. Uh, so it's really similar to how you, would, you wouldn't sell your passports in the real life because mm -hmm, uh, mm -hmm. you, don't want, you don't want that to get flagged. By, so, by the, the wrong parties. In essence, this really allows this technology really allows a lot of government organizations and really like sensitive, I guess like reputable agencies that would want to use this technology. Is that right? Not so much by government. It's not you know government are not going to be the first one that I'll be like, hey, let's use the Prata passports. But I think it does provide a for the first time, a layer of security in mm -hmm. terms of regulatory compliance for applications to be able to at least filter bad actors. You know, when we talk about compliance, one of the main goal of compliance is how do you make sure that you can prevent, you know, terrorists or bad actors from entering your, your, your applications. Uh, and that's exactly what our technology is allowing, kind of you know, some sort of compliance check and some sort of compliant rescoring that can be used. Um, now, uh, I think what's basically interesting from uh, the perspective is that you, we are starting from an environment where, again, there is absolutely no compliance. It's an mm -hmm. absence of compliance. And uh, we are also not today trying to uh, mimic exactly how you know, uh, one of the major banks are, are doing compliance because, again, that wouldn't just fit into the web pre-existent, right? Because of the transparency of nature and so forth. So all those things are really um, trying to find basically a middle ground between mm. uh, what is acceptable within the constraints of blockchain technology and at the same time, uh, what would be kind of data points that could be used to alleviate those risks. What are some of the use cases right now uh, in clients? Is it right. live yet, by the way? Uh, Yes, so uh, the product is uh, live on Gurley today, which is an Ethereum testnet. And uh, we uh, are very, very close to a Ethereum mainland launch. So, uh, you know, follow uh, our social media. I think there's going to be something very interesting, especially for NFT enthusiasts. 
make sure to follow account. I think uh, our launch is going to be uh, very interesting uh, to follow. I know what it uh, is. So like, don't, don't look at me like that. Like I, I'm not gonna, gonna give it away, but yeah, guys, make sure you guys follow. If you guys like, like, uh, can I even say it? Like, if you guys want some like really cool and if, uh, anyways, um, yeah, cool stuff. You guys, if you guys like cool stuff, you got, if you guys like NFTs, any of the NFTs on the top page, if you guys like those stuff, make sure you guys follow them. Uh, right. Yes. There you go. Um, use cases. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Use cases. Uh, can share, I think, can, can you share actually, you know what, um, can you share a simple way for us to understand how people can use it? Like very simple. Absolutely. Yes. Absolutely. Actually, I'm going to, I'm going to tell you about a story. It's a story of how I met Will for the first time, right? The first mm -hmm. time I met Will was actually literally a few minutes before the little um, public meet. And the reason how uh, Will and I met was because I was kind of like studying you know, the, the little smart contract. And I realized that, oh, you know, they made a lot of like, you know, attempts in their technological progress to limit as much as possible bots trying to take advantage of the little public mint. And they did that very well. Uh, but I think what I was trying to uh, showcase to Will is that like, uh, there are still ways for them to come in. And we basically interacted a few minutes and we give, at that point, it's very hard to change anything. So we give, we discuss about a few strategies of how to prevent that. Uh, one of them being changing the minting price by like, you know, uh, uh, a, a few a few cents. And that has prevented, I, I don't remember how much, but like a lot of bot activities from minting uh, uh, the levels. So the bot exploiting activities on chain is one of the uh, killer use case that we're trying to solve. Uh, when you look at even uh, NFT drop or play to earn, what is happening and what's plaguing the system today is because everything is on chain, everything's programmable, people are basically automating human actions. They are detecting everything and launching on-chain transactions to exploit and, and get as much financial incentives from it, uh, which makes sense because the money is there. Uh, but it what happens is that it comes at a cost of the real users. And I'm sure uh, anyone here who's listening to this podcast have experienced one way or the other a fair mint that has cost them hundreds, if not thousands of dollars of gas. Um, so those are the type of solutions that just don't have today an effective way to fight against. But now with our technology, we have uh, in the Corata passports, a proof of humanity because mm -hmm. you do have to uh, undergo KYC, you do have to prove that you're a real person, there's a way to basically ensure that you're not your real users. And the second aspect that we have is again, this civil identity technology that we talked about, the DID that ensure mm -hmm. that you're unique. So I cannot just create hundred wallet addresses and you know, automate that with my bots and, and claim every NFTs uh, uh, upon a drop. I would basically be prevented by this DID that would tie them together. That's so cool. And to be completely honest with you, it goes way past my head. Like I am like, I'm a dumb person that only knows PFP, uh, just wants to read a lot about like use cases, but you're so, so deep into this, all this technology stuff, which by the way, thank you so much for, you know, reaching out for right before our launch. And, and you definitely saved a lot of people, a lot of money. And by the way, big shout out for you, Fab, like guys, if you guys don't know, it was really funny. Cause when I went to NFT LA, Fab messaged me, he's like, yo, Will, do you want to go on a yacht? 
And I'm like, that's so random. This guy just messages me and be like, do you want to go on a yacht? And, and of course I went with him. And uh, funny enough that like we were there and I'm, by the way, very, very thankful that you invited me to, to that uh that event it was uh it was really eye-opening uh but the funny part was that we were there for an hour and a half and we ended up leaving the yacht before it took off because it was like good three four hours i think that we're going to be out of the out of commission and we're like fab and i were like nope we're not going to be out of commission for three four hours we ended up going uh off the yacht uh went to a coffee shop and just jammed it out and just really connected and really understood more about what he's doing what the littles is doing and how we we dream to change the world and in the most impactful way so um that's how we hit it off so it's uh incredible fab's an incredible human being make sure you guys check it out now fab uh question for you have you always been this uh, sophisticated as a developer or how has your journey began? Like for people that are listening, they're like, wow, like you're, what you're creating right now is really changing the landscape of how Web3 technology uh, applies in real world. Is this something that you've been doing for a long, long time? How did you start? Right. Uh, on, on my background, I've been pretty technical and I've been working as a software engineer my entire career. Now, I think I got lucky uh, as an engineer, you know, uh, what tends to happen is that you kind of tends to get bored at some point with some technology and then try to explore a new one. You know, I've, I've done my share of like, you know, VR coding, mobile coding and, and all those things. Uh, but somehow... Uh, come 2016, that's when uh, I first happened upon, and most people, when they describe to you their first interaction with cryptocurrencies, they're going to say like, oh, I invested in this or invested in this. Me, unfortunately, I did not start by saying I invested in this. But what I did instead was kind of studying what this technology was, you know, uh, how does, you know, a decentralized public blockchain that everyone runs a computer and nobody's controlling it and then somehow... You don't need centralized actors, and but you know you just rely on on consensus mechanisms to decide on what's right, what's wrong. It was just fascinating to me, and it took me a good year, I think, to really understand what is blockchain. As I was trying to already like you know build on on top of it, uh, and once it hit me, I really just saw the potential. I was like, this is for me the uh, next disruptive technology, as disruptive as how the internet was, you know back in the 90s and, and, and 2000s. And I strongly believe in it. And since then, I just haven't stopped working on it in being interested in it, reading about it, uh, both in my professional career and my personal career. And uh, what's been fantastic more so is how the space has evolved in such a short, a short amount of time. I think I don't think you realize how the space was in 2016 when it was a bunch of kind of dev that, you know, had a dream and like okay let's try to make this a real thing and now today you go to a conference you go to an event you see people from all industries from believing in different aspects and different reasons why they are involved in blockchain technology and uh, that's really just like a, for me one of the first time where a technology is grouping uh, and gathering so many folks that are forward looking and believe in something uh, while they might not be able to speak the same language, uh, both in technical and you know actual language. So that's fantastic. That's so cool. Has it always been so smooth sailing for you? What was a what was a point that you're like, I'm about to break. Like this is not for me. I mean, in full disclosure, you know, like my first attempt at 2016 was uh, uh, exactly that, right? I, I think I spent probably a year 
building a e-commerce slash supply chain using blockchain technology to you know uh, be able to transact and buy things on e-commerce using uh, uh, cryptocurrencies and using blockchain technology to track items from you know the origin to uh, where it's getting delivered. Uh, so we spent a year working on this. Uh, spent probably like a few months trying to fundraise. Uh, did not you know get uh, any positive feedback. So you know at that point it was never uh, smooth sailing. And cryptocurrencies is rarely that, uh, especially with you know so many downturns, so many uh, you know people. Uh, a lot of pessimistic people, I'm sure, like right now, right? As soon as kind of crypto is crashing uh, in terms of prices, that's when you see everyone being like, hey, this is not a space, this won't last. I'm sure you hear that frequently on, oh, NFT might not last and things like and so forth. So um, I think it's something that we can expect from a nascent space when you have a lot of believers, but at the same time, you have a lot of people who are on the other spectrum. And I think it's something that we'll keep experiencing. And, you know, it's how we basically navigate through those times and how we can basically keep our heads up. That makes the differences in everything that we do. You sound like you don't have too much emotions, man. <laughs> You're like, I'm, I've been through it all. I am a seasoned soldier. <laughs> I'm a veteran. And, uh, it's good for you. And I love the fact that you're building. It makes me feel so much better too. Like during this bowl, like I am just building, building, building. And it's like, it feels great because the noise is, is out of the way. And that, you know, the people who are still making content, the people who are still in the game right now, it shows that these guys are true believers and truly passionate right. in, in what they do. And so everyone that I meet nowadays, like I, I truly respect them because it's not easy when the sky's falling and you need to still, you know, wake up every day and feel as excited as before about this industry that might be gone tomorrow, what a lot of people believe in. But, you know, for, for me, myself, my, even my wife, we we're true believers in the technology. And not only that, we're true believers in what we're building with the littles. And it's like, it's, it's an incredible feeling. Yeah. And, and that's why for, for you, I'm as excited as I am for, for you and your project. Now, speaking about the market, I always like to know, or like use this as a selfish time for me to ask my guest, what do you think about the market? Do you feel, how long would you think this bear would last? Does it like, what are your thoughts? This bear market is definitely one of the uh, uh, most eventful one that we've seen, you know, uh, bad news after bad news after bad news and, and three big ones. You mean uh, the worst, right? <laughs> is that what you mean? <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, uh, but at the same time, I think there's, uh, there's a lot of things that are not necessarily a surprise there. You know, like uh, I remember probably like, you know, less than 12 months ago, uh, we've had a lot of conversations with some of our peers about like how leveraged the space is. We just have no idea how leveraged the space is. And uh, everyone's thinking that, you know, once something's going to crack, it's going to have a dominance effect and a lot of things going to crack. And that's exactly what we're seeing today. Probably a, a consequences of kind of like this bull market that gives the sentiment that everything will always go right. And, you know, uh, you see the kind of the most like obvious um, schemes that might not necessarily last a long time, but just because the bull market, everyone thinks that, oh yeah, it's 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 fine. We'll, we'll be fine, we'll be fine. And it's a false sense of security that in general leads to those catastrophic uh, cascading um, uh, failures. Uh, my take on this is it's on one hand, a bad signals for the crypto space in general, because 
uh, it is showing kind of, you know, again, a bad reputations and people are going to jump on that and use that to, you know, uh, hammer down more on cryptocurrency, especially when regulation is already like, you know, above head. Uh, but on the second hand, it also has been a very good proof of our technology of how smart contract base and the transparency of smart contract and how liquidation has happened on chain um, that, that it has performed very well. You know, uh, again, like you look at the major like DeFi lending protocols like Compound and Aave, there's no default, right? Everyone has uh, performed as expected and, and no problems there. Um, uh, the uh, I think right now, from my kind of like uh, entourage and what I see out there is that uh, people are a bit slowing down on anything that's DeFi related. Uh, there's a pause there. I think there's, uh, there's probably going to need to be some sort of new type of ways uh, of how to make DeFi safer or more useful. And I strongly believe that Parata is one of those potentially use cases where when you start bringing identity, you start bringing compliance or, or better capital efficient uh, product, I think that's kind of what might kind of give DeFi a second, uh, second breath of uh, uh, and come back. But, you know, I stay, I still remain very, very bullish on, you know, anything that's NFT related, anything that's metaverse related. I think those, uh, nothing has changed there, right? You look at NFT a year ago or today, uh, if any, it's stronger as ever, right? You look at all the major brand going there. You look at, um, you know, a lot of people uh, uh, from the the Web two space or like the TradFi space moving to Web three. So there's like just a migration of talent, a migration of money that is solidifying the space. And I think whoever is able to kind of you know withstand this bear market or this downturn, uh, probably gonna be well positioned to succeed when it comes back because it will come back. I have no doubt about it. How, how long, how long? Oof, your, your wildest guess, your wildest guess. I always believe, you know, uh, tomorrow is going to come back, but then uh, I keep seeing news about, you know, uh, a 20, 36 months uh, uh, ish. But uh, you know, some people say that we are already in a, in a long bear market and everything's already priced in. Uh, honestly, uh, it's, it's above my pay grade. Uh, at that point, um, I'll, I'll throw a for firm like predictions but for me the week or two weeks prior to ethereum to uh, merge it might be a good catalyst for uh, some uh, relief in our crypto space i like that i like that I, I i do believe in it a lot too and i do think that it's a really really good thing that the liquidation has happened the the crash has happened by the way like i'm i'm definitely one of the victims too so i'm not saying it in, in a bad way but i like the fact that it's it's flushing out a lot of a noise and a lot of bad actors in the space who are first of all not doing it for the right reasons and second of all um just completely leveraged out of their minds and and it's a really good reset so then that way we can start from in a way start from scratch and and really build some strong products that would with last the, the test of time because anything less than that it's not going to survive and at the same time being able to have regulations in place allows for more smart money to come into the field and, and that is what allows us to build a stronger foundation for the next leg up and which is the reason why i'm really really excited about it because now is the perfect time for us to build now is the perfect time for us to be in the right position for the next wave to come because last time i came um i came into the i still remember in 2017 was when i was uh in nfts not nfts in in crypto 
and I had my rigs. I had like 20 different rigs and like I, it was in the, in the peak of this bowl that I started to buy these rigs and I started to invest in crypto and I'm like, yo, I'm so smart. Um, but then uh, within a month or two months, like completely wiped out. And I felt like, I'm like, oh, I'm going to stay away from this forever. And if only I had stayed in then to continue to build and to really actually understand the technology of, of and the impact uh, of that to the real world, I would feel like, wow, I would, it would be such a good use of my time and that I would be crafting the future of tomorrow. Okay. Now we're in this perfect opportunity to do so if we realize that. And, uh, and which is why we're spreading the gospel that guys, if you guys are listening to this, you know, find something, educate yourself, uh, go build something cool. And you know what, just try and meet people like yourself. Cause at the end of the day, after a few years, who knows where we're going to be. Right. And the people that are building now are the ones that are going to be building the tools for tomorrow. And uh, I'm really, really excited for what you're doing. Uh, any last words, any, uh, any, any final words that you want to share? Yeah, absolutely. Again, like, thank you, Will, for inviting me. I think, you know, uh, I've been myself a, uh, uh, in the Littles community since day one and, you know, uh, cannot be more uh, uh, proud of what you guys have accomplished. It's just a different community that whatever I had a chance to experience compared to other projects, you know, it, it's a base uh, audience that is uh, just heartwarming. It's just perfect uh, for what you guys are trying to accomplish. And uh, I'm very excited to see kind of what's, uh, what's coming out of this. Um, uh, I think uh, famous last word is uh, for me, again, the, as, as we all said, this space is ever evolving. Highly recommend just trying connecting. There's so many people that are available to respond, you know, like any tweet, any, uh, small actions that you do uh, could lead to something. Again, like just looking at how we got connected, you know, randomly was again a just a small tweet, and today, you know, we, we've been uh, connecting ever since. So, highly encouraging people to learn. It's such a new space that uh, we are definitely in need of more talents, more brain powers, and uh, again. Uh, the mistake that I made and you made the same way is like, you know, instead of kind of doubling down when everything is down and kind of taking that as a opportunity to emerge and learn and kind of progress faster than other people, uh, it's kind of to kind of say, oh, crypto is down. So I might just take a, a pause, but that's kind of when you have to come in. That's kind of when you have to keep building and keep uh, pushing forward because uh, the most successful uh, companies and employees and founders have been the one that have built during those downturns. So uh, don't be afraid, come reach out to us, uh, me, myself, my company, we're happy to exchange anytime. And uh, yeah, if you have any questions, feel free to uh, follow us on our social media. Uh, again, we have very, very exciting news uh, coming in soon. Um, so uh, just follow and uh, make sure that- What's your handle? Uh, uh, so uh, we, I have my personal handle is Fab the Rice. And uh, our company handle is Quarata Network. Awesome, awesome. And guys, um, it's going to be in the description below. So make sure you guys check him out, follow him, ping him, say hi, congratulate him. Uh, once again, thank you so much for your time. Uh, really, really big congratulations for you again for closing this humongous round. So uh, all the best to you guys. Don't forget to subscribe, like, and leave us a comment. See how we do. Uh, and uh, yeah, I'll see you guys next week at or on Creators of Web3. Take care, guys. Thank you.